Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My God, that's terrible. Are you strangling a cat, Paddy? No, I'm actually trying to make one of those ads where they get people's attention by using the sound of some really unusual noise. Well, that makes more sense. I'm learning the Ghanaian bamboo flute. I think it'll get everyone's attention. Could you not just tell them about the really good sign-up offer for listeners of the Football Ramble? You know, the one where you open a Paddy Power account, bet a tenner and get a free 20 quid bet, no strings. We all know the answer to that one. Go to paddybear.com forward slash ramble. Maybe Paddy heard about the words. That's frighteningly good. It's not too bad, is it? So much as good as my Mike Tyson impression, which I won't be doing now. I'm in the tender sticks. Or Anthony and the Johnsons. You can use that for a few. He's a little bit higher. How? I'm, I'm going to ease children. Take a walk on the wild side, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's tribute. (laughs) It's good to have you here, and it's good to have me here. I'm Marcus, and I've got Pete with me. Yes, hello. Luke's here. All right. And Jim. Good evening. Oh, and it is evening as we're recording. Mm. Um, Manchester United had a dedicated singing section for the Champions League match at home to Real Sociedad. And interestingly, I believe it Selhurst Park Crystal Palace have a designated section where you have to wear black. That's not really? true. That's what I was told today. Okay. Someone's lied to you. I thought the black shirts are back and it's not good. No, no. <laughs> not ideal. Odd place for that to start. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you were given an area of a football ground, what sort of section would you make it, Pete? I'd have like a corner of the stadium that's kind of like surrounded by and encased in perspex, also uh, making like a little sort of roof, a box, if you will, like a perspex box. Yeah, I'd call David it. Blaine? I'd call it the rare section. <laughs> yeah, and it would contain Just... racists and people with flares. <laughs> Okay. So right, there'd okay. be racism, nobody would have to hear the racism, and also they'd get choked by the flares. A, a small minority. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Well, would they have to pay the same amount to get in? Yeah, pretty much, but they're allowed to bring flares and oh, racism. I don't think you're going to get many takers. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hunch. And the FSF not yeah. going to go for that. No, mm. yeah, go, look, be well, racist, be shout, m- bring as many you know, you know, know, racist items as you want, monkey chanting, whatever. Yeah. You can do what you want, but in a perspex, in a perspex box, box. And also you will die because of the flares. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting I've, I've, way. I've to got no it. further questions on that. I'm not sure about you two. Um, email us, at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke. I thought what I would have, and I actually think this might work quite well. Yeah. Um, I'm not suggesting that Pete isn't realistic, but for my <laughs> maybe slightly more realistic. As far as I would have a dedicated section of the ground where you could just do other stuff. <laughs> So basically, you could muck around. There'd be like a little arcade in there. Mm, yeah. There'd be TV station shows of other games. Yeah, yeah. Ad- advent calendar. Yeah, all that. Anything, anything yeah. goes. Is that not yeah. just a box? 
Yeah, it is, but a whole section of the crowd. Yeah, so it's bigger, much bigger. It's but good because, you know, the, the layman doesn't have access to the stuff you get in the boxes. So you're exactly. bringing the boxes outside. Exactly. Really. You're, you're taking the box outside of the box. I yeah. have think... I yeah, it's not even a box. box. No. <laughs> and pizza's the box. You've had that one. <laughs> um, but but to, 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 um, the, what would have to happen in return is um, every other section of the ground, they'd have to behave like proper old-fashioned proper football fans mm. so no mobile phones no taking your seats after kick-off yeah. all wearing a hat and having one of those rattles yeah turn up on a Boris Penny Farthing all that stuff <laughs> and so if you're not if you're not down with that that's fine you can get yourself off to the whatever section it's called I haven't got a name for it yet yeah you can smoke yeah. all that stuff but if you're not happy with that, you can go to the modern, in quotes, section. You can play on the arcade or watch another game or do something else. Have a, have a prawn sandwich if you want. Mm. But you've got to do it in that section. Yeah. Where, do we, where do we stand on fantastic in-play betting? And, <laughs> <laughs> and just to reiterate, I, yes, yes. I didn't think I'd have to say this, but uh-huh. just because of Pete's point... There would be no racism in that one. Yeah, no racism anywhere. Yeah, that's right. right. But, I do, where you are. but I do quite like Pete's one. Um, presumably the people with the flares wouldn't be racist, so yeah. it would be a bit of a trap. Yeah, if you racist... Uh, yeah, there's no such thing as the racist section. Ah, I'd like yeah. the flares and then you're off. Shut the yeah. door. Yeah. Nasty little fuckers, all dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jim. Dogs. <laughs> Thousands of dogs. Yeah, got like, just imagine it. Just as humans. No, not just as humans. Just, just they, having a brilliant time because they're polka. sort of outside. Jim, Jim yeah. uh, you know I love dogs as much as, as you do, and you will be winning the points. I'll tell you that. Oh, come <laughs> but, on. Um, uh, uh, to be fair to Luke, it would make it marginally better if a couple of them, at least, were wearing ties. Wearing, wearing, okay, yeah. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, it's, it's the owner's discretion, isn't football it? Football kits. So, I'd yeah. even, I'd even say you should have a snooker table somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> They could play cards somewhere. Yeah. Can I just say, if you take a moment to think about it, <laughs> thousands it of them would be amazing. Imagine what like it would sound a like. Thousand dogs <laughs> in a stand behind the goal. <laughs> When the, when, the, when, the ball, when the goal went in the back of the net yeah, yeah. They, they would they'd, just go for it the go, absolute pylon they'd go mental when the ball went into the crowd yeah and yeah, players would surely be kicking the ball into the crowd deliberately one of them get a whiff of a pepperami or a hot dog yeah. they're it, off it would be just joyous wouldn't it I mean we hopefully there would be no racism I suppose that would be, depend on the owners wouldn't it yeah, and, yeah. and how they'd, how they'd well, raise no, but the, the owners have to put the dogs in the section they go and take their seat yeah, they'd have the to be, yeah they'd have to be vetted <laughs> and they never have to get them back at the end yeah yeah I just I don't know why it's reminded me of um, an email. You, you, do you remember that? Um, was it in South Korea when a hundred children played yeah. against yeah. Was it Real Madrid or something? Yeah. yeah. And, and Luke's reply was, "I, I don't like think it was Real Madrid." <laughs> no, I think it was. It was a big side. Was it? It was a proper side. Yeah. yeah. Really? And wow. Luke, Luke replied, "I'd like to play football against a hundred pigs." It'd be hard. Yeah. It would be very. For hard. Some reason it just they wouldn't me of that. understand the concept of competition in and, any uh, way. And that makes yeah. me laugh. And a lot. also, it makes you feel. I don't know about you guys. Uh, well, hopefully, I do know about you guys. Uh, <laughs> you it's not nice when you kick an animal, is it? Even if it's accidentally. <laughs> So you'd be really, you'd be really tentative. Yeah. That's have you ever true. just had a little toe poke at a, a pigeon? <laughs> no. No. Nah, neither have I. It's Kick not satisfying at all. Not satisfying at all. Uh, final word on the uh, the dogs section um, <laughs> is something we all lament. It's the fact you don't really see dog on the pitch anymore. Uh, yeah. oh, so with a dog a section, yeah, that would happen. Mm. Yeah. A lot. Dog in the dogs in the stand. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that bit where when a, an injured bird it was an injured like uh, bird of prey or something landed on the on the pitch and the guy just picked it up and flung it. Mm. Oh, an owl, wasn't oh, it? Oh, and there was a dog quite recently as well. A Brazilian footballer tried to throw it over a wall. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that was crazy. That was horrible. The, the, crowd, the, the, the crowd, crowd went crowd mental on each 
each occasion, which and is the, great. And yeah. the bird you were talking about was in Colombia, and it was an owl, I think. Okay, right. Yeah, and the guy uh, killed it. Uh, the Stabie Doom would obviously be nicknamed the Kennel, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it would. I'm sure there's mm. lots of public. Kennel with Road would be the, where we trial it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. Uh, well, I, yeah, I mean, I was thinking the Harvard and Art section. So everyone has to dress just like him. Harvard and Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> no, not just him. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the, mass, in the middle of a massive throne, a massive empty stand. Like, Can I be in the dugout? Well, yeah. half we've created this section. Yeah. Yeah. At every football club, just in case you turn up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, yeah, Jim's got the points. Easy peasy. Oh, he, says, he says one three-letter word. Dog time. All right, I'll go for God. Indeed. Is that any better? <laughs> <laughs> Do I win the points now? You're, you're trying to kill people yeah, I'd in like, your section. I'd like to change my I'm trying to, to kill to racists. A, a, a dedicated Christian section. Can I put uh, the dogs in with the flares and the racists? Marcus, <laughs> really naughty dogs. Do you prefer dogs or Jesus? <laughs> in which case, are we having the points? Your points will be in heaven. Now, <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Premier League. Uh, where uh, Crystal Palace, they lost 2-0 at home to Arsenal. Played quite well, but Ian Holloway's left the club. Mm. Um, he admitted he'd lost the dressing room. Presumably he's, the spirit rather than the geographical. Yeah, well, he said, he said that as a joke <laughs> last season. Oh, he? He said, People say, I've lost the dressing room. Uh, I actually know where it is. It's down the, down the corridor. Yeah, the joke's on you now, Holloway. Because oh, you actually have lost it. And I've just <laughs> unbeknown to me rehashed an old crappy Ian Holloway joke. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, I'll, be, I'll remain silent for the rest of the proceedings. Jim, Arsenal. Yeah, uh, it was slightly laboured. It, it, it was a harder game than uh, than you know uh, was ideal. Um, but you know it was important that Arsenal dug in and won because you've got to, you've got to know how to play badly and win over the course of a season if you're going to do anything resembling well. And they managed to do that. And you know I thought the sending off was incredibly harsh and to respond um, by you know it was very much backs against the wall. But to then just kill off the game. But you can understand uh, why the referee was, thought it was a foul, can you not? Yeah, but just looking back at it, it just it, it does seem an incredibly harsh red. I but, thought it was very harsh. The, the distance he was away from the goal and the fact that it wasn't even necessarily a foul. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, I mean, how he was—he was—he was, he was only just past the halfway line. Yeah, and you've got another defender coming along. A lot can happen between the halfway line and the. Um, <laughs> And the goal, and given that the the fact that people say oh, I was the last man, that doesn't actually mean anything. Last man isn't mentioned in the rules or the laws mm. of the game. It's a denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity. So it comes down to whether you think that goal scoring opportunity was obvious or not. Yeah, and I'll mean, be very that, surprised. Great <laughs> yeah, Well, exactly. I, yeah, I, mean, I think it was Ian McIntosh. A couple of people have said this elsewhere, but it's worth uh, uh, saying again that Shamak uh, 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 one on one with Shamak is not necessarily a goal scoring <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, Marcus, would you say that was an obvious goal scoring opportunity? In which case, if, you, if not, you can't send them but off. If, but if he thinks it's last man... Then it doesn't it's... matter about being last man. Because, he, because he's so far away from the goal, anything can happen. You know, he might be last man at that point. Sure, but, but, if, he th- but, if, if, he th- but if he thinks the defender's going to get there... I mean, if you think about Torres' goal in the semi-final of the Champions League, if, if, if he got taken out on his way to goal, on his very long way to goal, if the referee deems it as, I thought he was going to go into goal and then he's got a goal-scoring opportunity, then, then yeah, he's got to I would say at that point, when the goalkeeper's got so long to prepare for it, does that make it an obvious goal-scoring opportunity? Clearly it's a one-on-one where you... Yeah, but you last, play last week we were saying sometimes when a keeper's got too long to look at the ball, it can be tricky. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I, I think the question was, was it a foul or was it not? Did Shamat go into Arteta? I'd say that was more the argument. It's a bit of a coming mm. together. Overall, though, I thought given that Arsenal lost Flamini and Arteta for different reasons, the two sort of players at the base of their midfield. Dreadful news. Yeah, I thought they played very well. Because uh, mm. Palace, Palace are playing for their, you know, a lot of the Palace players there are playing for their futures because of, uh, I mean, we don't know who's going to be the new manager. It looks like it might be Tony Pulis. He's the favourite at the moment. He says he's got major reservations, though, at a hat shop, no doubt, <laughs> for a Crystal Palace baseball cap fitting. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but imagine that if, you, if, if you're a Palace player and you know Pulis is coming to town yeah. you know he's going to turn up first training session start bollock naked and <laughs> start making you hoot right okay the first training session is who can kick the ball the highest <laughs> <sighs> no so we don't not, know what's going to happen but so to, to that end I was going to say that Palace at home and Arsenal are a good team but I mean it was a good win for Arsenal because these, a lot of these players are are playing for their futures and and actually the fellow who, who brought down uh, Gnabry for the penalty is it oh, uh, Guardiola that's just a ridiculous yeah. challenge I mean I'd yeah. be, at any level you'd be annoyed at that it, it's giving a goal away it really is I mean mm. they worked so hard in the first half to get to the half time at nil nil um, and then was it two minutes after half time or something yeah. yeah he gives that penalty away and, and, and it's not and the penalty's not going to be missed obviously so mm. yeah, it's, yeah it's a real shame but they had a couple of cracking efforts Palace a wonderful save mm. from Shetty yeah. oh, he's in great save. form at the moment yeah. Flamini's a huge loss though I mean he, he's out for three weeks it's hinted at which is Arsenal code for we don't know yet yeah but is it <laughs> a concussion see what happens is it a concussion? Uh, no no that's, that was from the, the week uh, before, the week before yeah. okay. I, know, I know that uh, Black uh, Blackpool fans probably don't um, hold Holloway in such high regard as they did when he was you know Tearing up the Premier League a couple of seasons ago, uh, do you think that uh, do you think that uh, he, he did the right thing following a sword like that? I mean, it's, it's quite a big decision to make, isn't well, it? Yeah, funny... very early on as well. Yeah. He's a funny bloke, isn't he, Holloway? Would you, like yeah. just admitting that you know he just couldn't he couldn't motivate this set of players? And you know, if if the next manager come in, it comes in and Luke sort of says, you know, they're playing for the next manager. It's like they don't sound like the most motivated of players. They don't sound like the well, most. They've got a few. They've got a few problems. The problems I think they've got, you know, looking from the outside, is. They've signed an awful lot of players, yeah. so they've not—they're not the most together of, of squads. It doesn't look like mm. to me, right? He, so the other thing that Holloway did, which was a bit strange, is he—the big sort of showpiece signing for them was Dwight Gale. It cost quite a lot of money. Yeah, six million. I yeah, think. six and a half. I think he was yeah. playing the non-league a while back or whatever. You know, he's a young player, mm. but he's not—he's not playing him. No. So he didn't start against Arsenal. So he starts with Shamak. Um, who's had I think I'm not even exaggerating here I think Shamak's had two shots in two months yeah I think that was just <laughs> right. that yeah. and he's playing and scored he's, one of them though he, well fair enough but it's not enough though is it <laughs> no. he's leading the line for that team and the other thing is I don't think they know really what sort type of football they're playing and what they what type of uh, team they are and, but I think if Pulis comes in they definitely will know that now whether he's got the personnel to adopt that sort of style which we anticipate he'll play if he comes in is another thing but at least on the Pulis I suppose they'll know what team they are which they don't know at the moment mm. and, and the thing I found interesting was Steve Parrish who I think is as far as I know quite good friends with Holloway he actually said before Holloway stepped down um, that he'd be content to be relegated with Holloway and have another go at it come yeah. back up again because he's, Holloway's got a job to, to stay you know? and, and, and also like Holloway just sort of said that he effectively had to stop or try to stop Steve Parrish from spending money in the summer it's wonderful to hear that it's like <laughs> Holloway's going we can't just refresh that's why he wasn't to stay <laughs> I, thought, I thought actually it was quite refreshing to hear Steve Parrish talking firstly um at the risk of sounding a bit like a little England. It was nice to hear an Englishman talking, being in charge of an English football club yeah, in the yeah. Premier League. But, yeah, um, yeah with, you are with, a fascist. Yeah. With, get, get in the first place queue. Get in the first place queue. I'd rather be with the dogs. But, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and it got good, good hair as well, Steve yeah. Yeah. Very lush hair. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, but he did talk very candidly um, as well, and very openly before the game, which was on, on BT Sports, a free weekend of BT Sports. Oh, it was. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, um, uh, I, hope, I hope they get the right man in. And it, it, on, it could um, be a case of getting Pulis in and as you say because he will make them much more solid and it'd be nice to see them have a go at the Premier, Premier League yeah. staying in the Premier League this Who season knows? Anyway. Who knows? Um, 
I was going to say that it was a good result for Arsenal in the end also because they um, were turned over against Dortmund and it was a, mm. the, the manner in which they were beaten yeah. was quite galling for them. So for the, because it was exhausting. And got they t- went all out. And they've got some tough games coming yeah, up. And, they, and, they, and Arsenal should be applauded for that because it won all, they actually went for it. Yeah. And, and they got beat and fair enough. But the manner in which they lost and, and the fact that they know they've got a lot of hard games coming up means mm. that it was really important for them to win at Palace. <clears> and it was a potential banana skin for them away from home and they did well. Um, on a slightly different matter but staying with Crystal Palace I thought the most magnificent <laughs> moment of uh, that um, event at Sellers Park was when the players were coming off at half time and there was a big close up of the Palace Eagle Oh yeah, yeah it looked great, didn't it? Thing. Looked great. Yeah. It reminded me of ben, being at Benfica when that thing swooped in the stadium, and people were t- tweeting saying that we should have uh, maybe an Eagle Cup with Benfica and Lazio and <laughs> Palace. And all. I was that would be brilliant. Well, that, that, and the winner, may, yeah, and the, <laughs> the winner maybe plays um, Nigeria. Yeah, the Super Eagle. Yeah. 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 It's an excellent idea. So uh, I'll get on that. Um, uh, elsewhere, <laughs> another team won in the Premier League. In fact, a couple of teams did. One of them was Sunderland, though, Peter. Yeah, they did well. Really well. well. Against, I thought the first, first half of were brilliant. I thought Altidore was you know, one of the performers of the weekend. He's I thought it was fantastic. Mm, he, just, he just took everyone apart. He looks a different player from when he was here with Hull. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think, I hope that, uh, I, really, I do hope that Sunderland uh, kind of kick on from this because they've had a ridiculously awful time and uh, Newcastle <laughs> and Newcastle just were not at the races they just did not give a shit at all I'm just tired of just watching us some, try to smash balls in for 30 yards it just doesn't would you, would you change we, don't the appear to have, we don't appear to have any footballers in the 18 yard box at the moment and um, yeah. show, show that it's, it's got to the point now with Newcastle <laughs> where they are now just sticking shoulder in against Sunderland because he, it's, it's the most eye, unscientific yeah. way of picking a player. <laughs> well, he always scores against Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's magic against them. He's 62 years old now. Yeah. He's not going to score. <laughs> he's built like two Altidars tipped together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shearer, it's Kinnear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought... Um, is it Debussy? Was it Debussy's first ever goal for Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Great ball from Ben Arthur. What a great vision. <laughs> was it a shot? <laughs> it was drilled. No, I don't think it was. I think he drilled that really? as a shot. I think he, that was a different shot. He'll take rate. it. He gets an assist great from accidental ball from Ben Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible defending from uh, Sutherland for that goal, but I thought first half they were brilliant. We did, you know, Newcastle did have a period in, in the second half where I thought we might, you know, kick on and, and do something, but uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a hell of a goal to, to, to wrap it up, mm. to be fair. Though. Great so, for Barini as well. Sunderland. I'm so pleased for him, yeah. Sunderland with, with successive derbies since 1960. Yeah, it's the first time since... You mean successive Derby wins? Yeah. Uh, sorry, that's what I meant, yeah. <laughs> I was small... I mean, actually, that sentence does work. They have had successive Derby since Derby's, that time. Der- Derby have had lords. I, <laughs> I was more honing week. in on, on 1967. Yeah. Summer of love, you Same guys. year, same it, it, year. It wouldn't have been in the summer, but um, <laughs> I, I was pleased for Barini just because he's. I think he's a good player, and what I saw of him what before he came to England, mm. um, he what looks really talented. He's been so unlucky with injuries <clears> and stuff. And for him to strike a ball at that, and it was a really nice goal from Sunderland, actually. And and for them to, in, in many in many ways, the same way that sort of Arsenal went for it against Dortmund, Sunderland were probably quite tired by that point. Derby games are always played at quite a fast pace, yeah. mm. and um, they really caught Newcastle napping. And um, obviously, it was a great finish, and Krull was unlucky not to save. Actually, mm. he got his hand yeah. to it. Mm. But it just it, it was a great goal. It's like his hand was that of a ghost's. He was. Ball didn't yeah. care. Just no, went straight through. Straight through yeah. No, it's not a ghost goal. No, no. <laughs> no. Don't get Pete on that again. <laughs> <laughs> not, he still doesn't understand it. We've been all week, all week explaining it. No, uh, you tried to explain what a ghost was. Yeah, yeah. That's true. You mean Nan's not going to live forever? <laughs> <laughs> Look, just bit your, bit your chair just fell off there. Broken, broken an absolute radio chair. My let's, word. Let's so not get banterous. I was so excited about Fabio Barini's goal. I've <laughs> torn the arm off the chair. It's a ghost studio. Yeah. Um, Barini said that um, he's got a mental coach. I thought, well, the previous one was a <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he visualised it, didn't he? And he, he knew that was going to happen. Did, uh, if I was a footballer, I'd say that every time after I did yeah. something good. Yeah, well, I, mean, I know 
way Rooney's it's, it's a pretty to... straightforward set of events to envision, though, isn't it? A winning goal. Yeah. <laughs> <Bother winning. laughs> yeah. I like it, though. I, I, like, I, I wouldn't think... have hit it like that, to be fair. If I was a footballer, I'd be a bit more safety. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I'd have got a game. We might have talked about this on the show before, but I'm pretty sure we said that Wayne Rooney always asks the kit man what kit they're wearing, and he has to look at the strip that he's going to be wearing. Oh, yeah, I think Maybe the day before. He forgets, though. He's a bit dumb. Remind himself what his profession is. Do you do that with comedy, Jim? Do you say, where am I playing? Let's see the mic. Let me sniff the I do go on the stage before the gig, yeah. Yeah. Um, Visualise. Yeah. Let me smell the XLR cable. That's what Pete's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was Pete's joke. Right. Yeah. Sorry. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, take we can away. only take Luke's word for that yeah. or listen back to the recording. Yeah. Jim usually swallows, swallows jokes, so we always talk over Jim's jokes. Poor old Jim. Hey, poor old poor Jim. Old Jim. Um, but at least he's got an outlet for it, as, as do you. Um, so, Sunderland 1 2 1. Well done to them. Poor old Newcastle, eh? Um, go quietly into the night. There was mm. another 2 1 in the Premier League. What about that for a link? Uh, Chelsea beat Manchester City 2-1. Mm. Um, lots has been, lot has been made <laughs> on uh, Fernando Torres' performance. I thought he was excellent. Joe yeah, Hart's he mistake. I didn't think he was excellent. Let's <laughs> tackle that one first, Joe Hart. Um, was it a Hart mistake or was it the defender? I think, I think anybody who's Hart. played with Joe Hart before knows that Joe Hart loves a header. He loves running out. Mm-hmm. He loves saying, I'm an outfield player sometimes. Ha ha ha. <laughs> but Nastasic was in a position where he just had to do something so quickly. And, like, you know, Hart clearly called for it, but. It, in a I, stadium that loud, is it? Th- it was just a bit of a rash yeah. decision. I, Luke, you're our resident centre back. As, so, as someone who is shit at centre back <laughs> and in goal, I feel like I could probably offer something on this. Yeah. And I think when the ball's that far out and you've got one of your own defenders mm-hmm. um, coming towards you, you know, you trust your defender to do a job there. And if a defender gets to it first, you get a header back to you nice and easy. If a defender doesn't get to it first, the striker gets to it, you've got a chance to make a save. Mm. If you come out like that at 100 mile an hour, um, and you're not, there's no way. I mean, Joe Hart plays football every single day of his life, right? There's no way he could be 100% that he would get to that ball. So as soon as he makes that decision, he's given himself an awful lot to do, and he's also set himself up for a fall. In a way, it's completely Joe, Joe Hart's fault. Because Nostalgic is, is thinking to do his, he's doing his job. He's running back towards his goal, which don't defend, no defender really likes doing. But he knows he can get, he'll back himself to get to the ball. And if he doesn't, he'll back his keeper to make a save. Mm. If, 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 as soon as Hart takes himself out of that situation and tries to do like a, an ersatz Hugo Lloris and try and mm. come out. Mm. And look, the, the reason Lloris is so good at that is because his decision making is flawless. He never gets it wrong. But you know Lloris is that type of keeper. Joe Hart is, is suffering from a crisis of confidence at the moment. And I think also he's the type of goalkeeper who needs to be making saves. And that sounds like stupid. No, I know what you're but saying about you that. You get some goalkeepers who are very good at the top level. And today's a great example of this is Edwin van der Sar, yeah. who, who doesn't need to be making five saves a game, but when he needs to, when he needs to make one, he'll always make it. Mm. Some keepers are a lot better at making saves over and over again because it's what they do. England haven't had a keeper like that for a while. Probably the last one was, off the top of my head, maybe David Seaman, who could go long periods of the game without having to make a save and then make one. We've talked about that many times, as has many well, people, about the different styles of goalkeeper, top club or, or middle, middle pro- table problem, club. The problem I think Joe Hart's got, it's only my opinion, I don't know the guy, I know people who know him who've said that he's really popular at Man City and he's really popular at England as well. And so it's not that none of the other players have got have not got confidence in him but I think the problem started when Mancini was making mo- sort of movements towards maybe signing another keeper last season mm. and then you um, sort of combine that with he's not really got anyone pushing him I don't, no. mean, I don't mm. mean that in a De Gea Lindegaard sort of way where they don't really know whether they're coming or going Lindegaard would push him <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, I don't think that he's got someone no he doesn't 
Pantillamon, for example, is, is I mean, he's never Pantillamon's never been given a league game for City, I don't think. So he's obviously not really of that level. So in training every day, I do you want? I wonder whether Joe Hart sees another keeper around that's going to push him. We've talked about Joe Hart. Player. We've talked about Joe Hart before, and 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 as, you know, a couple of seasons ago, he had the real presence of a winner. And when someone is like that, they um, and they have a little bit of uh, a mini crisis, if you like, when they make a few mistakes. Some of them haven't been howlers, um, but a few of the, some of them have. If you're a winner, you that right, and you maybe he's trying to prove himself too much now, as you say, mm. that what he should concentrate on is 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 just wait, waiting for the saves to come and all that kind of stuff, not mm. looking for them. Yeah. Well, I mean. Hart was very much Mancini's guy, wasn't he? You know, he he had so much confidence in him. You know, it, it, was, it was really sort of clearly they had a good relationship. And you know, with Pellegrini coming in and Hart making these mistakes, as mm. you say, it, it seems like the paranoia of um, of appearing to be a quite sort of hapless, blunderful goalkeeper is getting to him and making him make stupid decisions and do that exact thing. I, I, think, I, I, think, maybe... I think Marcus is right in what he's touched on. I think I, 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 see, I understand what you're saying, Jim, but Mancini did. There were rumours coming out of City last season that Mancini wanted another keeper. So, you know, that's when Hart started making pro- mistakes. Mm. He, hasn't, he hasn't just started making mistakes this season. He's made them over the last year or so, and he's made quite a lot of them. But they seem to be increasing in frequency, is what because I'm saying. Because I, I think that's because what I think what Marx has touched on is correct, where he's... Because no- so a lot of keepers, when they start making mistakes, and they start having sort of really bad games, and they know they're not going to be dropped, a lot of things, they'll, they'll not make a decision. They'll stay on their line a lot more for corners mm. and crosses and stuff like that, which Hart seems to be the opposite. It's just because I think he is such a confident person. Yeah. Because... Really, that Nostalgic thing. Now, you know, it was it was high profile, and he's going to get hammered for it. And he, but he's been getting hammered anyway. That was a crazy decision to make. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's not even like the, the, the striker's coming in through on his own. If he's coming through on his own, and Hart thinks he's quick enough, and, the, and he thinks the striker's not as quick, then you can sort of understand it. But the fact there's a defender there as well, it's a crazy decision. It's hard to play a goalkeeper proactively. You're only ever yeah. going to be the last line of defence, yeah, aren't you? Right. So it's hard to sort of go. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, absorb the, the mistakes that I've made in the la- last few weeks by coming out and punching the ball, coming out and doing something like that, which is a bad decision for a keeper to make because they're only ever uh, going to be the last line of defence, and they're the ones that, at the end of the day are going to be picking the ball out. Of the net. Exactly. No, I, th- yeah. I think actually though, what, you should reserve praise for Torres because he really deserved his mm. goal and, mm. and it, was, it was unfortunate I mean he won't care but it was unfortunate that it came from a mess, a sort of a, a mistake from someone else he still had a fair bit to do he really he did yeah he really deserved his goal he was so good he was he was almost like the Torres of old completely yeah. unplayable at times the difference between Mancini and Pellegrini though is the fact that um, you know Pellegrini basically said I'm not going to discuss I'm not going to discuss the you know the what happened in the game I'm not going yeah. to I'm not going to I'm not going to discuss individuals I'm not going to discuss indivi- yeah. individuals I'm not going to talk about names I think um, that, I think but, but Mancini would be like, yeah, yeah he's a prick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked it right up. But I, actually, Peter Cech wasn't didn't cover himself and go for Aguero's goal. It was a great finish. For yeah, him, no, but... I thought Cech had done better. But that that was a beautiful strike. Wasn't yeah, it? Aguero's strike. really just yeah, a bit scary at the moment. Yeah. Terry on uh, Aguero. That little sort of elbowy. Yeah, they, they got quite physical at some, at some well, point. Well, there was Javi uh, uh, Garcia on Torres as well. Yeah. There's a lot of talk of um, of Di Michaela starting the game, and people were sort of questioning that. Less, I, less got not included. Well, for me, I, I I didn't think that at all. I thought I thought that Di Macias's vast experience. Mm. He's won like four four doubles at Bayern Munich, I think. I mean, mm. he's done, he won the double four times, yeah. and he's got several cuts for Argentina. Let's he's go. still not that highly rated. Because he's, I think it's because he's a bit slow. Yeah, he's he's always been quite slow. But Lescott's not exactly set the world on fire anyway, has he? So yeah. it's not as like you're leaving someone completely. It's not like it's not like Mourinho leaving matter out the squad or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Lescott's not really gone played true, that well for ages. True. Let's, should we talk about the diving quickly? Yeah. Okay. Mourinho dived into the crowd. Okay. <laughs> he was looking for his son. Yeah. <laughs> 
apparently. Pellegrini Liam Neeson. Pellegrini was... Mel Gibson. Give me back my son! I have a unique set of skills. One of them which is eye-gouging. Yeah, it's true. Pellegrini was spectacularly offended by that. Yeah, it's really unusual. I thought, well, it's not that bad. It's what we like to see. Mm. I loved mm. it when he said, why didn't you shake his hand? I didn't want to. I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Take note, honest. Mark Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. most managers, well, I didn't see him or I had yeah. a phone call to make or something. No, <laughs> or it's really not that big a deal. Yeah. It's yeah. just some skin touching. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, dear. Skin touching. <laughs> One thing I did find interesting about the weekend, Sunday in particular, uh, was that there were a lot of late goals, almost as if the clock's um, going <laughs> back. Yeah. Like, affected everyone. <laughs> a lot of headers as well, actually. Mm. Quite a few yeah. headers. Well, well many from Lewis Suarez. Let's talk about oh, that. Oh, God. <laughs> Luis Suarez and, and, and Daniel Sturridge are having a lovely old time. Yeah, a yeah, proper yeah. partnership. Not, a, not an old-fashioned partnership. I think they're far more dynamic and modern. Yeah. But, a, but a strike partnership nevertheless. A farm say. partnership. <laughs> yeah. they're, both, they're both in rude health at the moment. Mm. What I liked about that game was that um, Luis Suarez scoring three goals completely blitzed Sturridge's excellent chip. Oh, yeah. what a chip like, it could was. not have been any better. Sturridge's 10th goal of the season <laughs> already. That's brilliant. Oh, yeah, he's flying. And, and Suarez, that, that header Suarez scored, the first header he got, Yeah, it was like... It was like some sort of like cheat where everything yeah. you touch goes into the goal. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a header. I mean, not since the days of uh, big Christian Vieira have I seen mm. headers that powerful. Well, it, yeah. it comes at him so quickly, I think. How did he know that the ball was going to be there? Because yeah. it came at him so quickly. How did he yeah. know to, that he was in the position ahead of that? Because he was in the air. To it float a header powerfully is, um, is a wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah. The overhead kick as well that was very nearly a goal was Good save. brilliant. Good save. Yeah. The mm. bar, a brilliant save. The first yeah. goal. First goal, nuts in the defender and then just yeah. whacking it in the corner of the yeah. net. Outside of the, outside of the, sort of outside of the, it was a tour, it was a yeah. tour, it was a tour, mate. The, the yeah, nut thing of Olsen was so good, it almost like you didn't, you almost didn't see it happen. Yeah. Mm. So I, thought st- I thought he stumbled through and you look at it again and he proper megs him. Yeah. Yeah, no, fabulous stuff from, from Liverpool. Mm. They're doing well. I mean, it would be great to see them up there at the end of the season. And you've got to remember West Brom did the double over uh, Liverpool last, uh, last season. And they won at Old Trafford yeah. the other week. Yeah. Yeah. West Brom are a good team. I mean, what's happening is now, is that they've they've accommodated both those players in? It was always going to be interesting because Sturridge was in such good form, and, I, and and you almost thought that Sturridge became really good because he became the main man. And this is what people have been calling for for ages at City and at Chelsea, and now at Liverpool he had the chance of being the main man because Suarez became suspended for for a long time. You'd have Suarez, Suarez and Sturridge ahead of Van Persie and Rooney at the moment, yeah, and, yeah. and they're both still playing well, you know, Rooney especially. But you still have those Liverpool strikers. And when was the last time you could say that? You know, a long time ago. Or oh, you become next summer Rooney and Sturridge. There you go. <laughs> yeah. In Brazil, yeah. hold on to your hats, Brazil. I yeah. would say silverware, but it would be goldware. <laughs> for, that for I reckon four games. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. That means we get through the group. <laughs> yeah, I'd massively take that. <laughs> but Wayne Rooney and Robin Van Persie, they did score at Old Trafford on the weekend and they beat Stoke City 3 2. Mm. Is that their game? Well, Have they, they turned a corner? So much, Are they, they going to kick on? Is David Moyes blah, 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 blah? I'm really happy about this victory because <laughs> when I saw they were 1 0 down, I thought, oh, God, Moyes might be so bad that they sack him and then but someone it... comes in and starts doing well and it, like that big Man United beast are back. But isn't it, isn't it, but it's weird, isn't it, that, uh, Oh, I th- oh, sorry, I misinterpreted what you said. I was actually um, seeing the scores come in and I thought, oh, that's a shame Manchester United losing at home to a poorer side. And I thought, blimey, what's happened? Mm. It's a strange one, isn't it? Is I've... Wayne really the only player flourishing under Devon Moyes at the moment? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they, they, is it, I think I'm right in saying, I didn't see this game too closely, I was, I was elsewhere, but I think they might have scored their two goals when they took Tom Cleverley off. Which, which is... <laughs> I think they took Nani off as well, and was it Kagawa? Didn't a United fan spit at Nani? 
I heard it. I, heard, I heard. I definitely heard a bunch of them swearing at him <laughs> as he came off. Yeah, that's not good. Someone called him a useless shite. Um, a lovely free kick <laughs> from uh, an Altovich. Crouch got the first goal. And now yeah. is a great player. Yeah, we, 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 we like not him, a useless we? shite. It was a really important game for United because, as we touched on last week, they've got a, a whole bunch of winnable games coming up. So yep. next up, they're at home to Norwich, and they're away to Fulham, and then they've got the Arsenal game in the league after that. I think John Walters missed a great chance at one 0 He'll do yeah. that. <laughs> he will do it. Was it a penalty? Wasn't even a penalty. Oh, it's brilliant. I normally miss pens. <laughs> So, <laughs> he's a good penalty taker. Do you know who's missed the most penalties in Premier League history? Who? Alan Shearer. Really? Hey. According to Opta Joe. How many has he missed? Mm-hmm. Like 11. Wow, really? That's, That's what it said. I was surprised myself. So you yeah. could have had 271 Premier League goals. Do your own research there, because <laughs> yeah. even that sounds... But that, that's... Yeah. Unless I've misread it and it was one. Are you, trying to, are you trying to imply that Jonathan Walters is aspiring to that record? <laughs> I'm fairly <laughs> certain that Sean Amiobi's only missed two. Yeah. So there you go. I'm just saying, mm. Walters is actually not a bad penalty taker. Who's got more Premier League goals out of Shearer? Really? Oh, I forget. I forget. <laughs> close forget. one. Forget. It's a definite close one. Yeah. He's in the Nigeria squad for the World Cup, so that's fine. <laughs> no, no, you're talking. Um, but yeah, as so mentioned tonight, they, they came from behind, showing the old spirit, etc., etc. Rooney uh, playing very well. He did, Rooney did celebrate his 28th birthday recently at the private party. Comedian Roy, Roy Chubby Brown provided it would have entertainment. Freaking wow. private. Jesus. When I first saw you write that on the run order, I had to research and make sure that Rooney was definitely 28. I had a bit of a moment. I was like, can he be that old already? Was that, <laughs> was that the most disturbing part of that sentence? I did say Roy Chubby <laughs> Brown. Yeah. Roy Chubby Brown has got three or four professional like tribute acts, one of whom has his own DVD. Oh my giddy. What's he called? They got the same oh, name? They've all got, they're all variations on it. They're puns on the name. It's, He'd be in Pete's section. Incredible. Yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the first one in. He'd be the ringleader. Can you can let me know whether he had stereophonics as well? He loves them, old Rooney. Does he? Yeah. He's, yeah. Got, a, he's got a tattoo of, of something from one of their albums, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, stereophonics are all right. Mm. Oh, and a funny one, just to, before we move on. Um, Ryan Shawcross apparently got booked in the dressing room. Um, oh, okay. At half time, uh, there was a bit of afters with him and Van Persie in the tunnel, and the referee knocked on the dressing room door and, and booked him, according to Mark Hughes. Oh, Ryan right. Shawcross comes shortly, very cross. That yeah. would have been that would have been quite uh, weird to see if he'd have got a second yellow uh, in the second half and yeah. got sent mm. off, and everyone in the crowd would have been like, "Hang on, <laughs> <laughs> he's made a mistake." You have yeah. a howler there, ref. Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> clown. Says That's the, what would have been. Says the, representative, says the representative of the Cockney Reds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is the Premier League. Uh, let's yeah. briefly move on to the Championship. Burnley beat QPR 2-0. They're having a great time. Danny Ings with a brace. One of them was mm. a lovely move. I think it was the first one. And one was a pair, wasn't it? He's, he's got 15 this season. Only 21 years it's old such as well. A, for, for the first goal, Danny Ings, Pete loves such him. wonderful yeah. work to keep on running. Because I, I, I didn't see where that pass was coming from. Mm. And it came back to him uh, from... Uh, Vaux. Five QPR players just out. It was one of my favourite goals the of the weekend, actually. Yeah. And uh, the finish was, was gorgeous. So, Ter- um, terrible celebration, pulling his shots over his tummy. Yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't well, like he's that. He's from so. Southampton, they're a bit funny down there. Ooh, Ooh yeah. steady. Getting personal. Local rivalries. Um, <laughs> Local rivalries. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Um, <laughs> no stone, stone is unturned. Uh, <laughs> Harry Redknapp, obviously in charge of QP. He was on the Jonathan Ross show, did you see oh, that? that was nauseating. Local idiot. He um, was also on the one show last week when they had an item about fraud. <laughs> I'm not going to get any more than that. That is a fact. I mean, we've talked about Red now for his Burke and all the rest of it. He went on the Jonathan Ross show. For, the, for those of you outside the UK, that is um, one of the big chat shows in, in, in the hey, UK. Hey, it's like your uh, Jimmy Kimmel show. <laughs> yeah, that one. And, um... <laughs> And, and Redknapp, Jonathan Ross said to him, but you uh, y- you thought you were going to get the England job. Oh, well, to be honest, I mean, I was I had a good time at Tottenham. I was having a lovely time at Tottenham. I thought, if it comes up, 
a week before Brendan Rodgers is going, he approached me asking me to be his assistant yeah. for the England yeah. job. And <laughs> all the players texted him, told him they wanted to have it. <laughs> exactly. He even said, like, um, when the news came through that he hadn't got the England job, he was in his car. Like, does he live in his car? <laughs> <laughs> He's constantly. So he was ready it. for it. Oh, they're going to announce it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, better be where they all up outside the studio. <laughs> I've got to be where they all. Jamie's in the be. back with an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, Saturday, listen to this. <laughs> yeah, the lies, the lies yeah, on Saturday night British and television. As, and as my dad said to me when I was 14 years old, it's the lies I can't Yeah, stand. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but we must uh, move on because Middlesbrough beat Doncaster 4 0 and they've parted ways with Tony Mowbray. Yeah. And, and who's their interim manager at the moment? Mark Venus. Mark mm. Venus. Ha- one of Hartlepool's f- favourite sons. That's mm. true. It's a shame because Mowbray's one of Middlesbrough's. Well, I don't know if he's. Is he from Middlesbrough? I think yeah, he is. Yeah, but he's obviously played for them and captured them. It's quite and, sad, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's a shame. You couldn't manage to get them up. Do you um, know, I, did, I didn't know that Hartlepool's got a Richie Humphreys way. Has it? Like, it's kind of not, not you know, he didn't really play for Hartlepool for, for that long a time. Now he's the head of the PFA. He is, yeah. Are they, for Sheffield Wednesday are they well? struggling for people to, to name on them? <laughs> it seems to be. There's a lot of new roads and all that. Yeah. I might, new, ask, I might ask Do they still have Pete Donaldson Dungeon? Just a hole in the ground. There's a new Sir Alex Ferguson road in near Old Trafford now as well. Isn't oh, is there? They must have a few there, though. It's only going to be a matter of time before Manchester is renamed Alex Ferguson. Yeah. It turned into a big Alex Ferguson themed theme park. Yeah, but he'll start taking the piss out of the town planners or something, moaning about them, and they'll be like, actually, maybe Roy not. Key will yeah. never go back to Manchester again. Yeah. Right, <laughs> he trains like run late enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> indeed. Uh, let's move on. Oh, I've got to mention League Two here. The most exciting league the world has ever known to man. The Three <laughs> points separate first and ninth. I've been trying to tell you that. And only six points separate first and 13th, and only nine points separate first and Portsmouth. Yeah, it was 16th, I think. Portsmouth had a uh, an three right, points first to nine. Portsmouth have an all right run. We haven't lost it in the whole of October. You got mm. another point and on the weekend, didn't you? Yeah, we uh, were at Torquay. It was, it was um, terrible defending for the first goal, but um, it was a good equaliser late on. But um, on. midweek, just after we recorded last week's show, Portsmouth hosted Wickham Wanderers at Fratton Park, yeah. and the game had to be called off at half time due to an absolutely biblical. Story. Oh, it was, mm. and the tunnel was in about three feet of water. Mm. It was crazy. Funny, Mark Fish was here. It was one all. <laughs> it was one. All, it was one all at time as well. So they got. Replay that one. So we're doing all right at the moment. I'm quite chuffed. Yeah. Mm. Look, um, we're quite chuffed. Yeah. <laughs> but the guy who scored the equaliser for Portsmouth was Ryan Bird, and Portsmouth is one of the players that Pommy picked up from non-league when they're in real trouble. Mm. It's good to see him get on the score sheet. Very good to see him on the, on the score sheet. Mm. Um, what else? Well, before we leave Britain, I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson's book. Oh, it's amazing. He's just trolled everyone, isn't it? <laughs> What do you think? I mean, a little saying, bit needless. Let's say. Uh, do you think it's a bit financially? Do you think it's tasteless or classless? Uh, um, finish it? It's I mean, a weird kind it's of. It's a reminder, isn't it, of what Alex or Ferguson you, or, was actually like? Because yeah. it's, it's just been lauded <laughs> since he retired, and understandably, because he had such a great career. But everyone forgets what a just dick he can be as well. Even yeah. Zinedine Zidane was sort of. Well, I'm surprised he didn't say Stephen Gerrard was a, was a very very, yeah. very good. Didn't player. Didn't he say top, he was top, a top, top player, player, but not a top top player? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Brendan Rodgers were like, no, he's a top 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 player. It gets to the point where the Okay. If you, <laughs> it's an okay, okay, okay flair. Yeah. <laughs> well, these various levels that all these, you know, football managers were incredible wisdom that the likes of us could never understand have. It gets to the point where being a good player means you're actually shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. There's so, about ten levels down but from if you're, being a if top, you're a, top, world class, top, top player. Yeah, but if you're a decent player, you're a legend as well. Now, <laughs> I don't know yeah. how it works. Or terrific, you're terrific yeah. as terrific. well. Lovely. Um, the reason Brendan Rodgers was co- was confused is because, as far as he was <clears> concerned, he doesn't have players. He has uh, pieces of the jigsaw of Liverpool's growth. <laughs> <laughs> who, who contribute to the group. That's what he has. I know. He's not, he's not interested. 
I know, I know. Well, um, <laughs> Roy Keane wasn't too impressed either. His um, mum wasn't Roy, either. Yeah, but you, that sentence always applies, doesn't it? That yeah. is true. That is true. That's the Northern Lights, Roy. I'm not that impressed. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, what John, John, John Delaney tell you that was a Northern Lights. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to anything that man said. <laughs> <laughs> Stick him up your bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Stick the Northern Lights up your bollocks. Um, I mean, Northern I like, Lights of one fuckle. I liked it when Roy Keane was piping up about Ferguson's book on the uh, Champions League coverage. Yeah. I just like to think of Alfie Inga Harlan watching it, just spitting out his copy <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. Oh dear! But um, better news from from former managers. Craig Brown was honoured by the SFA. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and this is the difference between him and Ferguson. He, they they um, asked him about his his upcoming honorary uh, dinner. Do the voice, and he said, "I'm getting a wee honour at the weekend." <laughs> Which is a lovely start to yeah. a sentence. But he then said that maybe the biggest honour he got was when he was part-time manager of Clyde in the second division, working as a teacher. And he received a phone call during one of his lessons from Alex Ferguson, not a sir at the time, mm. um, a bit like myself, and uh, <laughs> asking him to go to the World Cup in Mexico with him. At that World Cup, Ferguson took with him Craig Brown, Walter Smith and Archie Knox, dream team! Yeah. <laughs> How did they go out in the first round? Just very grey, pink faces. <laughs> that is amazing! Like, what a life! Like an off Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Faded. Oi, more, you're having a bit of that. Is he talking shite again? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. You Let's... can imagine Walter Smith, Archie Knox and Ferguson have a massively pissed rouse and Craig <laughs> yeah. Brown coming down in his pants because he's gone to Bernardi going, come on, everybody, just come on. <laughs> can we keep it down? We need to get some flair. No need for that, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my I smell a on. sitcom. I really do smell a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just... My dream. I can't believe my luck that happened. Um, let's leave um, Great Britain. <laughs> we're going to leave that. We're going <laughs> to leave that image with you. La Liga, Barcelona 2, Real Madrid 1. Alexis mm. Sanchez wins it oh. with a chipped beauty. It was a lovely goal, that. It was Ooh. a really, really good goal. Wasn't it? And I was, I mean, Gareth Bale was really bad. I know he's not fully fit, but I mean, I don't know what, I, mean, I do know why he was picked. Why do they chuck him in then? But it's politics, isn't it? It's just Ancelotti's picked him because he's been under political pressure. But Isco didn't even get on, I don't think. I don't think he played a minute. Isco. Ramos That's in a insane. defensive midfield role. Mm. <laughs> Very <laughs> strange behaviour. But Sanchez's goal was worthy of winning that game. It was Absolute class. And, mm. and Neymar obviously broke the deadlock as well. I thought Scoring. that was a soft goal, though. That was right. It was, was a bit goal. of a soft goal. He's, I think he put the ball between two Madrid defenders' legs mm. on its way in. Yeah, we, we mentioned um, earlier, like in the season just when Bale had signed for Madrid that his ridiculous feet took a lot of pressure off Neymar and that does seem to have kind of happened it really Neymar has. started started well but sort of quietly there seems to be yeah. no kind of pressure on him it's just take it at your own pace mate I mean, one, th- one thing you wouldn't have thought would happen would be for Neymar to have like an under the radar quiet start uh, in- exactly <laughs> but that has happened yeah and it's great for him, <laughs> yeah. I love it how Madrid try to trump Barcelona. Well, we're going to spend a lot more money, and all they've I've done is handicap the themselves <laughs> and aided Barcelona. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we said this at the time. I think, and and, for, and the caveat is that Bale may go on to do great things at Real Madrid because he's obviously yeah, he's to too good to you know. But to... trading in Özil for him and paying off forty odd million as well, which they essentially mm. unsettled Özil, didn't they? Mm, yeah. and, and he went. He, he didn't seem like he wanted to go at the time, and of course, Bale's had those injury problems since he's been at Madrid. But I mean, it's, I don't. I don't. They've always I don't been think, like that, though, haven't they? I don't think yeah, they have, of course. Absolutely right. But I don't actually think Gareth Bale's a better player than Ursula. I think Ursula's a better player than him. Oh, yeah. So it's a crazy thing to do. I know it's around politics and selling of shirts and marketing and stuff like that as well. Mm. But Real Madrid always do that at the behest of their own success. Mm. And I mean, what happens with Isco now when they're both fit? How, yeah, indeed. How does that work? Well, it's crazy. And, and I know that Real Madrid, are, you know, the, uh, European-wise, are the most successful football club in the world. But 
how much more successful would they have been in the last 10 years if they didn't completely shoot themselves in the foot over and over again with ridiculous decisions? Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It really is crazy. And Bale was so bad against Barcelona. Mm. And, and, and you could argue that there were only one or two league games a season that Real Madrid play where they're playing opposition at top quality. And he's got to really be counted in those games. Mm. Now, fair enough, he's, he's not fully fit. But, I mean, he was so bad. But this, really is, the, bad. this is the frustrating thing about, as you say, the politics. And, you, of course, you're right in saying that. But what you've done there is you've... You've put Bale in the deep end. You've probably destroyed a little bit of his confidence. And it's just, it's not a good idea. You've lost the game. Oh, dear. And also, what does it do to Isco? As we've already touched on, yeah, it really. undermines his confidence he's after really, an amazing start. He's really good. Completely. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, Atletico Madrid, they kept the pressure on Barcelona with a 5 0 win. Um, oh. So they're, they're just one point behind the Catalan side. Whereas in Italy, Roma won again. They've got the record nine straight wins from the start of the season in Serie A. Juve did have that um, a few years ago because of the Caltropoli scandal. That achievement no longer stands. Roma, bloody hell. Michael Bradley scored, didn't he? Big Bradders. Mm. Big Bradders. Mm. Big Bradders. Mm. And, um, and uh, we're going to go to South America for a little treat. Uh, in Colombia, this was from last week, Independiente Santa Fe were away to Boyaca Chico. Um, and they forgot that it was, uh, and it is, still is. Uh, they forgot their away kit. Their, they had their home kit on them, but due to the fact it clashes with Chico's kit, the home side refused to wear their away colours at home. So Santa Fe needed That's to start it. the match yeah, with their training tops, um, with numbers taped on the back. And one of the Santa Fe backroom staff went outside the ground and bought counterfeit Santa Fe um, away kits, penned <laughs> the names and numbers on the back. And, and, they won, and they won, didn't Santa they? Santa Fe won, won, won on to win 2-0. But I love the fact that a professional club have to buy counterfeit... Yeah. Sh- sh- I mean, if you, if you lose that game, it's an absolute embarrassment. But as they won it, it just seems like this brilliant triumph over adversity. I yeah. mean, why was... But why were... If they were playing away, how could he get counterfeit away tops outside the ground? Yeah, it's a strange... So they're a bigger team, I suppose. Mm. There's money to be made. <laughs> um, and uh, where else? Where else? We're in uh, South America. Former Arsenal man, I think, Nelson Vivas. Arsenal Hall mm. of Famer, Nelson Vivas. <laughs> he's resigned. <laughs> he his full name. He's resigned as coach of Argentine First Division side. Yeah, he did it in a strange way, didn't he? He went into the crowd after a fan had been insulting him and punched him three times. <laughs> Have Nelson that. Vivas is quite small as well. Yeah. Mm. And I, I, if I were that fan, I mean, presuming that fan is a male adult, mm. I'd be embarrassed. He could have been smaller. I like what Vivas said afterwards. I'm not a violent person, but I realise that that's not the image a trainer should give. It's a harsh lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the sort of thing that yeah. I could say because nobody's ever seen me waltz into a crowd and chin someone. <laughs> when you give a manager a job, you don't even mention that stuff. <laughs> no. that, that's a given, isn't it? Don't punch the fans. Well, that's a given. Well, is it? Is this what we're learning? <laughs> yeah. oh, just... Do we know that Mourinho didn't do that at the weekend? Just covered it all up. <laughs> well, Nelson, Nelson, you can't do Yeah, Well, I realise that now. now. God, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in my contract. I've checked. I'm not oh. a mind reader. Dear, oh dear. <laughs> and uh, just before uh, we go um, <laughs> off this uh, main part of the show... Um, despite owning a house there and being granted a one-year residency permit, um, Ricardo to share his application for permanent residence in Andorra has been rejected. They could get him still, ladies Ooh, and gentlemen. Yeah. They could get him still. Right, uh, and that wraps up the main part of the show. And oh, now, fine for now, did you see uh, New York Red Bull? Uh, they won the supporter shield. Did you see Henri's goal? No, I haven't seen Look it. Look at it on the internet. Your boy esque volley, beautiful. Was there it? Get on Your it. Esque. Get on it. That sort of a phrase out and really, really. Now it's time for Pete's game. Yes, it is time for Pete's game. Who have we got here? Who have we got here? On what piece of paper did I put it on? Anytime now. I've got it. Yes. I haven't got a game name. Oh, come on. Bloody come hell, on. Pete. Come on, guys. You've got two shows to record in a night. I'm, Joe, I'm spent. Joe. Danny Blind Date. <laughs> Good. I was going to say Excellent. Joe Heart to Heart. 
but yours is better. So. Danny Flynn Day, that's mm-hmm. my favourite one ever, Pete. I'll be telling you precisely who's uh, who gave me these clues hasn't, in hasn't just done the a clue, second. Hasn't even thought hasn't of the name. read two words. At it's, some, Mitch, it's Mitchell Sterling. At some point soon... Is that the answer? You, thank you, Mitchell Sterling. <laughs> at some point soon, mm. we're going to get to this part of the show, Pete's going to leave, <laughs> and someone else is going to come in and do it for him. Yeah. And he's going to be sat outside in the window just with, his, with his, a cup of coffee with his feet up. Sounds good. Come on. <laughs> get on with I'll, it. I'll go for a coffee right now. Uh, right, I was born the 18th of May, 1973, in Guadalupe. Six years after the summer of love. We don't do that anymore. In Guadalupe. 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 Yeah, okay. Where's that? My first oh. club was Stade Brestois. Brestois! Hmm. We no. don't know. We don't know. I made my name serving penalties from Lee Dixon and uh, Gilles. Is it Gilles Gramandi in the FA Cup tie? Stop. Is it Bird Lamar? No. Oh. And Jeff Horsfield in the League Cup. Mm. I have three League Cup winners' medals. Stop. Peggy Alpexa. Peggy Alpexa. Oh! Hey! Well Thank you very much. Yeah, well well done. <laughs> I had a 100% win ratio play for Liverpool. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he did. He's he's a um, he's one of those strange um, players who actually, in his entire career, mm. made about sixty appearances. <laughs> one of the worst careers, I, mm. I think. Well, our three winners medals, mate. I tell you, Winston Bohade gets a, a lot of hassle for just being a mercenary. Peggy Arfaxad, <laughs> he wasn't interested in playing at any stage. St- like, Steve Harper uh, bit of the weekend for Hull. He Not did. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he, he and narrowly got, kept a they clean sheet. Yeah, they did. They got beat. <laughs> narrowly kept a clean sheet. <laughs> Does that count? No, it's up there with the ghost goals. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Mitchell Sterling. Yeah, thanks, Mitchell. You're well, the Mitch. best. Uh, Luke, bit of correspondence. Yes, going back to something we touched on a bit earlier, but perhaps maybe in a more irreverent way. Mm. Uh, I asked the many, many inhabitants of the internet, which is still out there. You can still use it. Um, how still would you? Find it. How would you help Joe Hart get his form back? Um, first up, Matt Riley, friend of the ramble. Yes. Says, I'd make the penalty area as big as the whole pitch. <laughs> that would help him. That yeah. would help him. But it would become confusing. It wouldn't help the game. Um, um, here's a Brendan Rogers related dig. I would put his name in an envelope, possibly three times. <laughs> from Matt oh, Sword. yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do your okay, Mark? Okay. Yeah, this is better. <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind me Jim's, Jim's is richer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris Miller says, I'd make him switch to herbal essences. Ah, yes, you know, that's what he's done yeah. there, yeah. yeah. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Tom Priest comes in with a beauty. Two words for you, Eileen Drury. <laughs> All right, blimey. Going back to Glen Hoddle's England. And I'll have Glen Hoddle driving him there, he says. <laughs> there you go. Uh, get big Neville Southall in to tri- chip away at his confidence. Well done, he's 26. <laughs> <laughs> After every, like, by the goals of the, the Premier League crowds. That's, <laughs> that's from uh, Chris Best. Um, Alessandro Amasante on the Twitter, so good name, yeah. says, uh, get him a transfer to police machine. It's very unlikely to have to make any saves. That is an excellent <laughs> point. They should get a loan deal. Yeah. Stick him up front. I'd give him uh, reins. Yeah. I'd give him reins tied to the goalpost so he couldn't go too far away from them. What did you see that? One of those sticks in Sabutio. Yeah. Was it the, the crowd are allowed to pull on it. <laughs> was it Spurs who played? Um, was it Sheriff? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Who? who um, and the, and the badge is uh, like a sheriff's badge. Isn't I like it? that. That Super. is good. I've got two more left. I've got two more. Just quickly before we go, um, Oscar on the Twitter says, "I give him a shorter neck." 
Oscar doesn't really explain how he'd do that and how it would help. But yeah. to be fair to him, he only had 140 characters. So. Yeah. And the final one from Josh on Twitter as well says, he's not been the same since I saw him at a Beyonce concert a few months ago. Uh, well, there's your possibly answer. Possibly there's a subplot there. Yeah, maybe uh, that, that's the, the cause of the problem, not the solution. Another one of those next week. Maybe when Beyonce asked if he could handle it, his brain just went, no, <laughs> no I can't. <laughs> I would add hydrochloric acid to his head and shoulders, and then um, his, the top of his scalp would be melted away, and then I'd just ch- chuck a load of marbles in his brain. Can't hurt. True, can't do any worse. That's the end uh, of the football well, round. Can I just say before you go, I think Beyonce did say, I don't think you can handle this, and Joe piped up on the mic like, I can, I'm a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't worth interrupting you, was it? You should have let us go. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Apology accepted. Um, that is the end of the Football Ramble this week. If you want to get in touch with us, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. Twitter is at Football Ramble. And the website is thefootballramble.com. Mm. Say goodbye, Pete. Uh, goodbye, Pete. First, before I say goodbye, oh, I'll just say goodbye. I've, I'll top and tail this message with That's a goodbye. Goodbye, uh, Man City versus Norwich is the uh, Rock and Football match this Saturday on Absolute Radio. You can listen like anywhere, but um, all details are up online, absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, goodbye. Luke. Uh, goodbye. Jimmy. Goodbye. And goodbye from me, darlings. Goodbye.